Hey, welcome back to The Deal. I'm Danny Brown. This week, I am so fired up, Lee and Ray and Sarah, to have Tracy Tudor from The Million Dollar Listing and really known her forever. I don't want to say forever, but we go way back in the real estate business together. Cool lady, boss, babe, all that sort of stuff. So major props to her. Hope you enjoy this episode. Please subscribe and leave a comment for us and five star us because every rating counts. It helps us get better guests, better content, better sponsorship. So please, please, please. Uh, We're almost done with our first season. We've done 30 episodes. We really appreciate the support and following. It's it's gone. It's gone uh, pretty damn good got an award for being the best business podcast we've done about 30 episodes so anyway guys hope you enjoy this episode as much as i did and i'm out You're listening to The Deal. I'm Danny Brown. Today, I have a special guest, Tracy Tudor. How are you? Welcome. I'm good, Danny. What's up? What is up? I'm so glad you joined us. I've known you forever. Yeah. I don't want to age us, but we've yeah, been in this business not get crazy. decades, maybe. I don't want to even talk about decades. it. Decades. few years. few All years. Right, We're yeah. rookies. Tracy and I go way back, and I'm thrilled you're joining me today. You're the star of Million Dollar Listing, which is pretty fantastic. And I thought an interesting point that I wanted to bring up before we get into sort of your background and growing up, et cetera, is that you are the only female cast member ever. Was there any other female? You know, I think in season one of New York, they had a female. They did? but Or maybe, and it just didn't work. I, or it. It, maybe it was Miami. I don't know. Okay. It, so you may or may not be, but you're the only consistent one. But a bigger point I wanted to make was, as far as I know, you were already a big producer before, well before TV. And that's rare. It seems like most of the character, most of the agents exploded from TV, but they were very, uh, they were beginners, rookie agents and didn't have businesses where you, so true. you were already a big agent and then decided, okay, I'll do it. So what, first of all, that's really commendable. And uh, people may not know that, that you were a boss babe way before million dollar listing. Boss babe. Yeah. I love that. Better boss uh, babe than boss bitch. <laughs> but uh, so tell me what made you decide to do it when you already had an established business, you had a big life, you had a family. Yeah. What made you say, yeah, I'll give this a shot. I get it when you're a new agent and you have no business, but yeah. So, I mean, commendable to the guys because, you know, some of them have been on it as long as 10 years. So if you look at Josh Altman's career, he was like, you know, selling oranges on the sidewalk before he started this TV show. And, you know, credit to him because I wouldn't have done it, you know, real estate and particularly um, reality television has changed so much in the last 10 years. And no one would have taken that chance 10 years ago. You, you couldn't really have a career and then you didn't want to risk doing right. a reality show. To screw your career up. And, you know, yeah. that was these are the things that we all thought about. And these guys took chances and, you know, their careers blew up. Yeah. And so God yeah. bless them. Me, you know, I waited. And it's not like I didn't have different opportunities in the reality spectrum, you know, unscripted television but I never took them. Yeah, um, I never I, took them. I had a few. Yeah. I just do nervous. You're nervous that it's going to mess up your career, and and you know people are. And now the world is different. Very um, 
And I think there's so much opportunity for all of us to do it. But for me, I was, you know, 40 years old. And I, uh, girl, I am 40 plus. (laughs) Um, No, I, I was 40 years old. I had an established career. My kids were older. Um, I just feel like I was in my, my shoes, you know, for the first time and really just confident with where I was in my life and my personal life and my career. And I just, you know, was like, this is the only time I'm going to do it and be my authentic self. And um, I took the chance. And, you know, here we are. We're shooting our third. Um, I'm shooting my third season. This is your third season. Yeah. And it comes out when? Uh, we'll be probably airing first quarter of next year, maybe February, that, March. That's your third season. And what season of Million Dollar? Season Dark? 12. Wow. It's been that long. Kinda yeah. I remember when it started. All right. So let's take us back. You're from L.A. like me. You grew up here. Yeah. Um, many people that know you would know this, but your father is a huge construction mogul, one of the biggest that's ever done it. Did you grow up on construction sites? Did You, you don't look like you did, but were you really in, <laughs> growing up with a father that was that active in the business? Yeah. Did you grow up learning the ropes of real estate through your father or was I it kept separate? Definitely grew up just, you know, being in the same room as him, hearing him on the phone with clients, talking to you know, heads of job sites, traveling, you know, I was, I was his daughter and I was his firstborn daughter. So I was very much a fly on the wall for all of that stuff, you know, and he was a tough son of a bitch. Yeah. So he's known to be a tough guy. Yeah, he know. is definitely has that reputation, <laughs> but you know, that's probably why I have one too. Fight on. Right? Um, Fight on. Was he an SC guy? He was, yeah. he's a big Trojan. Right, right. Um, so yeah, I, I wouldn't say that I was like, you know, with a hammer and nail on the job that wasn't site. wasn't your summer internship? <laughs> It was definitely um, to be a fly on the wall and watch my dad in the business and and be sort of the shark that he is in the construction world absolutely fed, you know, the taste for the career. And not that I thought I would end up in real estate, but once I did and once I got a taste of it, I was like, I got this. Yes, I'm sure you've been entrenched and exposed your whole life. So to give people an idea, your dad does massive construction, yes. commercial. Give a few examples of some massive projects that people may or may not be aware of. So he worked on Hudson Yards in New York. Okay. He yeah. uh, does a lot of casino projects. So he did the Encore in Las Vegas, City Center, um, the BART in San Francisco, so the it, Metro Rail expansion. As big as it gets is where I'm getting. Pretty <laughs> much. Is is the big, as big Can as you gets. imagine? The, the, they're working on that Metro Rail right now down on Wilshire and I, there's no pass. There's no sticker that says, you know, I'm a member of the family so I should get to like hop around yeah. this. I'm working on that. When is that going to be done? Can you tell I them mean, to speed I, it up? I, I trust We me. get on the phone? Like, Ron, let's, yeah. let's get... Yeah. I, gotta, get, I can't get into my parking lot. He'd be like, peace. I'll talk to you later. So that's a huge point. You grew up in it. You were exposed to real estate. And another huge point is you didn't have to hustle and take on such a stressful, big career, but you opted to do that. So you have a family, you're a mother, you have a very big business, which is stressful, and now a TV show. I, what gave you the drive? Were you always just an ambitious grinder like, wanting to hustle? I don't know, man. From the time that I was like 15, I went out and got my first job, and I worked in the Northridge Mall, and you know, I sold suits. So that was actually my first suits. suits. I worked at all. I came like late to the game, and all my girlfriends worked at like you know Contempo yeah. and like the cool girl stores. And those slots were already filled. So I was like cruising the mall and I found this men's clothing store called, listen, DJ's clothing for men was really happening, Danny. And I sold- What size coat do we fit Lee into? Double breasted. (laughs) 
That's but, awesome. But in the it mall? was my first taste of commission because they would say, like the manager was like, whoever sells, you know, X amount of suits by the end of the week or the end of the pay period, you're going to get bonused. So Sweet. that was my first taste so, of so you're getting commission hustling. Yeah. And you loved it. I like the extra check. Yeah. So yes. you, was it in the mall? Where yeah, was this? It was in the Northridge Mall oh, in the Valley. I'm a Valley girl. You are a Valley girl. Yeah. Uh, where did you go to high school? Chaminade yeah, College so you're a total Preparatory. Valley oh my God. So you Deep. grew up, work ethic was big obviously because you didn't need to have that job and you did and it's sort of ingrained in you, which now makes more sense because people think that real estate is based on reality shows that it's very easy and that these deals come and fall in our laps. I don't and know, that if you're deals... watching our show, it's not that easy. <laughs> <laughs> well, why don't we speak a little bit to yeah. how real estate really is. And, you know, I, I think a lot of the world thinks that real estate is everything that happens on the show. It's and super glamorous and we glamorous, all drive Bentleys easy, yes. and like we have an open house and then things just close. Yeah, things just close. I mean, you have listen, a party. There's and... a reason that we shoot the show for an entire year. There is no other reality show that shoots longer than three to four months max. Yeah. So we shoot year round. Um, we usually get about a month off. Um, and during the month off, you're, we're doing press for the show because it's airing. Um, so there's no the reason, no, no downtime. But the reason we shoot for a year is because it takes that long to close some of these properties. Yeah. Um, and obviously we don't want to bore you with, you know, a listing that has potentially been on the market, you know, and all right. the showings. So, you know, there's certain things that, you know, have to be tightened up a little bit, but we really do try to follow the stories as they are. Um, and, and that's the nature of what it is. But of course, um, you know, there's clients that don't want to appear and, you know, there's ways to that we have to, you know, sort it out because it is television. But, you know, a lot of these listings are incredibly difficult and that's why we shoot um, year round. Yeah. So these 30, 40, 50 million dollar deals could take a year, two or three. And on a oh, show yeah. edited down, it looks like it just happened over lunch at the Polo Lounge. Yeah, and I mean, it's like one call done. Here's your million dollar commission. Well, you know, on, and on some of it, you'll see that, you know, we'll, we, we'll cut to, you know, a price reduction yeah. or, um, you know, we'll speak to that because, but we, you know, we're not going to film something for four months while we're waiting for it to sell. So um, that's just the nature of the TV show. Yeah. But we work our asses off as, you know, you guys all know, real estate's not easy. I mean, we had a deal fall apart today that there was getting ready to close. So, yeah. And that's a deal we were talking about mm -hmm. a couple of months ago. And here we go. Here You're we're back, back, to, the, to, square back one. to square one. Well, maybe we'll put it together once we're done with the podcast. Yeah. We'll work on <laughs> Let's that. Let's try that. So tell me what, uh, how has TV impacted your business and life? Uh, the Obviously show you're has very been, public now, so. The show has been incredible. I mean, I'm so grateful to Bravo for you know, being so supportive of me and obviously, you know, putting me on in this world of selling real estate in the high end yeah. on television. It's brought me a lot of business. I Good. get a lot of leads from it. Um, and, you know, it's fun. I mean, I really You're do. I, I started in theater a long time ago. Got it. Got so it. It's so like, it was like kind of a, like a full circle moment for me. Got it. Well, that makes sense. So you yeah. didn't have the fear of the camera. That, no. that was sort of your first... Hooray, your first passion if you were No, a don't get me wrong. Like the first season I was a little cautious and, you know, scared of of, you know, being perceived the wrong way. And then you yeah. kind of just throw that all away and you're got like, it. screw it, I've just got to do me. So were there any huge mistakes that you feel like, oh, I should I wouldn't do that now, now that I've been on the show for three years, this came off wrong, or any funny funny mistakes, huge mistakes, things that you would look back at and say, Hey, 
next time well, I wouldn't do that. Well, I wouldn't have gotten divorced on the show. That would have been uh, fun. Um, <laughs> I didn't want to bring that up, but it was a very public divorce. I mean, that was, you know, not, uh, was not the plan. That was not the plan. Um, that had to but, be very you know, life happens. Yeah. Life happens. And as far as like big mistakes... I don't really have any regrets. Nothing sticks out. Good. I just, it's like, you know, we all make mistakes every day in the business and our lives. And it's like, you just got to keep rolling with the punches. Well, that's good to know because a lot of times you hear people say, oh, I, now that I've done this, I wish I didn't. But it seems like overall people have had a very positive, agents have had a very positive experience with these reality TV shows. And like you said, the Altmans and Flags and Fredericks and on and on have all exploded and have had to work their asses off. Yeah. But they leveraged this opportunity and, you know, a lot of people wouldn't, but they work their ass off and it's really. Well, and it's not it's for really everybody. Helped. You know, the truth is you are on display and yeah. there's a, you know, there's women that have come to me and talked to me about it. And, you know, in the business that have been like, you know, I, you know, I was thinking about doing something like this and what are your thoughts? And it's like, you have to be really comfortable with like letting it all hang out. And mm -hmm. if you've got skeletons in your closet and you're not comfortable with those being out and potentially coming to fruition, then you should not be on a TV show yeah, like this. Because you're going to be exposed. Everything's totally. transparent. Mm -hmm. So tell me about what's going on in the market. Here? We always talk about the market. Let's tell the rest of the world. I, I mean, let's LA, not get too negative. Right? Let's, here it's, we are. Listen, you know, I've I've landed the biggest portfolio of my career in Talk Malibu. Talk to me about that, the Malibu series. Yeah, it's incredible. It's a it's a five hundred million dollar portfolio with roughly nine properties yep. that are under development right now. One is complete, and we've got five more um, that will be coming to the market in the next forty five to sixty days. Yep. Um, and they range from 60 million to 100 million. So it's a huge responsibility sure. um, that I don't think would have come to me without the show and without the exposure that I've gotten from the show. Um, and so the market in Malibu is hot. I mean, we've ha we're having $100 million. You know, Ron Meyer just closed Sold that $100 million house, yeah. sale. You know, the last three years in Malibu have been booming There've and been we're not really sales. seeing the numbers go down. And I've got something else coming on the market for close to 70. That's under development in um, Malibu or in Malibu, yeah. but separate um, from the series. Not in the series. And so Malibu's been really, really hot. Yeah. Um, I think the high end is, you know, the rich are always going to be rich right. and they're always going to be buying. So I think the high end is has done well. I think it's softened a little bit, but I think it's a price sensitive market, and I think buyers are super sophisticated, more than they ever have been, and with yeah. all the access that they have to. You know, these different apps and, and, you know, we used to be the professionals that were delivering the information right. the and it's no longer, yeah, it's no longer that way, which I'm all about that. I think that they should be educated and it, it really kind of, um, I think helps communication between client and agent, you know, go more smoothly. Yeah. Yeah. Now I'm definitely seeing, you know, you're saying Malibu's hot and Malibu's a very specific micro market, mm -hmm. second home market, et cetera, et cetera. But overall, we've talked about this. It's just all the other high-end markets on the west side. We are seeing a slowdown, mm -hmm. except we're still seeing staggering prices when something sells. Right. So the velocity is down and the amount of inventory may be up, but the prices are still really high. And it, it's just an interesting dynamic right now. Clearly, we're, we're in a uh, – we've never seen these types of homes – 
be built at this mass scale in LA with its 50 and 100 and 500 million and so many of them. And it'll be interesting to see who buys them and what will happen. But right now, as slow as the pace and velocity may have been, when I see sales, they're, they're really high. Um, and sure, there's been a few low sales uh, like in the bird streets where you're like, oh, that's you know, that's traded at 1,800 a foot and that was at 3,000. So there are, there are those pockets happening definitely i think the toughest market right now is is kind of the 10 to 20 8 to 20 Mm -hmm. um you know i think the stuff that's under 5 million um if you're priced you know aggressively and you know within the market and the comps that those are those are still Still, moving they're still moving for Um, sure and the lower you go it starts getting real competitive entry-level pricing yeah i mean we're still seeing multiple offers um, happening all the time for sure and and what do you think? What it's like if you were going to pick an area, and so if someone moved to LA and they didn't know anything, and they can buy a thirty or forty million dollar house, and they said, "What's your favorite area?" What would you tell them? I, and I know say, that's a kind of a loaded question because are they well, single? Are because, they a family? Or what are they like? But well, not only just that, but I'm like, well, I'm thinking like a broker, so I'm like, where's my money best invested? And I would say over and over again, it's always going to be Beverly Hills. Okay. City of um, Beverly Bever- Hills, yeah. not post office. Not post office. But, you know, the, the truth is Beverly Hills recovered from 2008 faster than any other micro market in Los Angeles. Mm-hmm. And the same thing I think it will happen again. You know, even with the slowdown, you know, prices in the Beverly, in Beverly Hills flats and even north of Sunset proper it is doing well. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's just there's a global market and a domestic it's, market. It's and a an local iconic market. community. People both internationally and domestically want to be here. Yeah. And I mean, that's where I moved. I mean, I sold Brentwood and now I'm in the flats and I'm loving it. Yeah. The yeah. access and just being in the center of the city. Yeah, I think that's that's true. It's at Beverly Hills is Beverly Hills. What about you? What would I say to that? Yeah. No, God. what would you, where's your, like, who are, where are you telling people to live? It really depends. It's a loaded question because whether you, if you want to live in Beverly Hills or Brentwood Park with the traffic situation, that's where I start with. I think the people that don't know the city, they need to understand, like we're talking about, like you want your life to be either west or east of the I mean, 405 you, or you're going to have a lot of driving unless dude, you have a helicopter. After three o'clock from Tuesday to three? Friday, <laughs> I mean, I, it's, it's like 2.30. Yeah, like you I mean, cannot like go anywhere. east. In Brentwood. And yeah. that's like what I do not miss, even though yeah. I love the community for young love families. It. I it's was in Brentwood fantastic. too. You just moved out of Brentwood. Yeah. I was in Brentwood. I mean, I love it when you're there, but the driving factor, the traffic factor is a huge piece that I have to vet out with clients when they move to LA or clients when they're thinking of, hey, I'm moving from Hancock Park to, to I want to go to Brentwood or vice versa. You right. need to understand. The traffic, they're all incredible neighborhoods. If you're in the Palisades, Huntington, or you're in the Riviera, or you're in the what you're park. looking for. It's what like are you, you looking want, for? You want gritty, you're going to Venice. You want gritty right. and artsy, you go to Venice. Yeah. You want to be a little more homogenous, maybe you land in the Palisades. Right. If you want to be like centrally-ish located, but you yeah. have a family, you're in Brentwood. Yeah. If you're yeah. a little more posh, you're in Beverly Hills. There's like a There's thing nuances. For- <laughs> yeah. There's definitely nuances. Yeah. And where do you want, if you have kids, where do they want to go to school? How far yeah. to commute? So. It's a very tough question to ask, but yeah. it's a loaded question for sure. So talk to me about Tracy. What is like your- uh, Tracy. It, t- tell us, Tracy. What is your, <laughs> do you have any morning routines? I know you do some serious working out. You were just boxing like, this morning. I'm on a mission Lee right now. Lee said he's going to do a little sparring. Lee, ready to rock it. it what I'm is like, your workout routine? Do you, I, you have a meditation routine or what? what is, I, how do you keep it all together, Tracy? I don't. <laughs> I just drink, let it all hang out. I drink out. wine a lot. Well, that no. helps. Um, 
I do do the, okay. So at night, like you know, when you get home from work and it's like hard to stop, like yes, TikToking about nuts. different clients yeah. and all that stuff. So ping, oftentimes ping, ping. I'll get in bed. And I do this with my girls too. And I have that app Calm, which is like a meditation yeah. app and will like lay in bed just and to kind of like turn the TV off shut, before we go to bed down. for like 15, 20 minutes. And I always fall asleep in the middle of it. But yeah. So you do it with your girls yeah. and everyone's let's turn off our phones, get yeah. the digital devices because away. Otherwise I'll just, I'll sit in the dark and I'll be mm-hmm. just going about clients all day and yeah. I silence the phone and that's what I do at night. And in the morning, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, I do Pilates, and Tuesday and Thursday, I do circuit training and weights. And So you're five days a week. You're hitting it. Yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. I have my moments where I'm like, I'm going to cancel, but um, I'm just, I'm on a mission right now to get just super fit. It's good, good for, for my good mind. For it's a great way to start the day. Yeah. If I'm not working out, I get down, depressed, lower it's depressing. energy. But it's, you're fighting it, you know, you're always fighting it. Oh, I want to do it this morning, especially if I imagine you have a big social calendar with, with yeah. the shows and commitments and events. So that's got to be sort of the balance between preserving your energy, yet you totally. need to be out and about because it's what you're doing right now. You're, so yeah. it's, a it's, hard... it's, a, it's a big, it's a big part of just keeping me sane. And I think the clients are obviously sometimes the most difficult piece of it because they're yeah. unpredictable and you get new ones and you're trying to, you know, navigate personalities all the time and it's weighing. And I yeah. think it's like that one hour in the day where it's like the music's on, like this morning we were in the <sighs> boxing class and the lights were down and I was just like getting all that. Oh, I was taking it out on that Malibu client. I was like, it was Mike Tyson in there. I, you know, the boxing guy was, I walked out and he's like, listen, you know how to like box. And I said, it's been like 20 years. He's like, this is, this is your thing. Maybe like, you have a couple of years left. You get on the pro circuit. I don't know. <laughs> MGM grand. <laughs> so any funny stories you can share with us for real estate anecdotes, whether they're, stressful stories but funny entertaining anything that comes to mind that oh you can, god i have one you story share and you, publicly i have one story that i just it's my go-to it's one of the funnier thing that's happened to me in my 20 years in this business my client rose mcgowan um she was on the show with me last season yes that's right I saw um that. for a sat you know obviously a much different scenario it was not not great but the time before that, yeah. I had sold a house of hers in Los Feliz and it was a Spanish and she was just so cool. And I did this. I was able to put it under contract and we had a day of inspections. OK, so I'm there doing inspections and my assistants there. And I didn't really know Los Feliz that well. I didn't know my way around the restaurants or anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, for Postmates. So we're starving and there's, you know, 10 inspectors and there was a thing of of. You know when you kind of go into your client's pantries. You're Mommy, I'll do it. You're full of shit if you're saying you don't. <laughs> I have snacks. You just on outed more. all of us. <laughs> totally. Out, like, Is there a bar when somewhere the chips in go here? Missing. You know. <laughs> um, so I found a, a platter of brownies that Ugh. had just been baked, and they nice. they were uh, covered in saran wrap, oh. and it said, "Please enjoy." There so you're a diving stick in. Note on it so i dove in yeah. i was like i'm totally eating this oh i would have crushed it i and, got the milk out just- um a couple of the inspectors actually partook as well and my assistant did not um well they were special brownies no and we had no freaking idea no and so, space cake type brownies oh yeah what yeah dude so and everyone was just it, eating them like and i'm, I'm <laughs> super sensitive to that like got those it. edible like i yeah cannot, they'll knock you out I, I have a bad story. High as a kite. And now like the inspectors ripped. are 
couple of the inspectors are ripped, but I didn't say anything to the inspectors because I was like, Wait, you know, you just all of a sudden are hit by a train. You're like, like tr- what, what? But you can made the connection like, enough to go that. I must have eaten the oh, wrong I thing. I must have. You know. You knew. You, you knew I it was on. I immediately knew. I called Rose and <laughs> to, I, go, to where, I go, where are you? And she goes, I'm actually going to walk in in two minutes. And part, she walks in and I go, what the hell, man? And she goes, you ate those? Those are from my assistant for me. Oh I go, my God. yeah, put them out. And it and says, please enjoy. enjoy. So now I'm stoned out of my mind and I have therapy at five. Oh, you yeah. know, like, and that is the edible thing is no joke. My assistant had to drive me to therapy and I'm like, you know, beside myself. That is right. Just ripped. And I get to therapy and I'm sitting, you know, like, trying to like hold it together. I and don't say flying. anything to my therapist. And there's like candy, like little mini Snickers. The munchies and stuff are like. happening. I mean, I took down like. <laughs> Half the thing. Uh, anyway. Well, how was the inspector? Mine. I hope he didn't like go for a swim or slip off the roof or. I, I don't know. What yeah, that's happened. a I mean, good those one. Were, it was a big boy. He was a big boy. Um, that's but a good yeah, one. she she ended up telling that story on Chelsea Handler. Good, you got outed on Chelsea. Totally Handler. outed. So I figured. You know that could be scary. The edibles, like I'm real sensitive too, and yeah. I, you know you think, yeah, it's harmless, a little edible gum, and then like oh, those those things are strong. Two hours later, it's. Yeah. Lee knows a little bit about that, right, Ray? Lee, Lee's been on a few podcasts talking about that. Well, I guess you we. Taste it at all? Mm-mm. That's surprising. Do you yeah. see a lot of new weed people buying houses? All that new weed money? Oh, the cannabis. Cannabis people? industry. That's a good um, question, Lee. I mean, I know a lot of people in the cannabis industry. I haven't sold anyone recently a house that's in the industry, but yeah. Yeah, it's real. Oh, it's yeah. a real industry. So of course, they're, they're people from every industry. Um, so. Anything else you can share? Difficult clients, funny stories, or all your clients just so nice and perfect and easy? No, my clients are traumatizing. <laughs> I mean, I don't know if I just specialize in uncomfortable situations, yeah. but I mean, uh, I just actually finished an arbitration where I fought a client for a disputed commission where they went behind my back a- after selling, like after, you know, I had a, I, we were in escrow with these people. They backed out the deal, you know, and then we they parted ways and then went and around you and bought it almost six months to the day, the 180 day extension the period. Expire, yeah. They put it under contract at 180 days. Oh my God. The difference is you can't even be under contract. So she, she screwed up. She should have waited for 181. So I took her to arbitration <laughs> and got my entire commission. And this was a buyer of yours or a seller of yours? This was a seller of mine. Oh, that's disgusting. Disgusting. People have no idea what we deal with. Yeah. And I just, so it's like, you know, I mean, it, you should know now after 20 years, like I see the red flags in the beginning. For sure. And I'm For like, sure. you know, commission, stress, like what is it worth to me? And you walk away from and, a lot you know, of deals. I, I got to tell you, like I've walked away from a few people in the last year. Yeah. Me where it's too. just not you, worth the money. Not worth it because it's so toxic and it's such a mental totally. drain. And the, people don't get how much of ourselves we have to give to, with each escrow and each transaction. Absolutely. And when you're dealing with toxicity and tough people like that, I mean, look, everyone's tough. We all have our moments. We all have our issues. But like it, there's red flags when it's someone that's at the extreme level of this is an asshole and this isn't someone yeah, I, I want to be around. I had a throw a chair across the room. Oh, that was fun. That was Monday morning. <laughs> <laughs> that was yesterday. <laughs> what uh, advice would you give to someone that's new in the business or getting into the business, you know, or advice that you would give yourself 
when you started that knowing what you know now, what would you say? You want to get into real estate. You want to be in the West side. hundred percent. I say this to, and I talk to a lot of young women. I met with two yesterday. I try to mentor whenever I can, but, uh, you need to work for someone that you admire and respect in a, in an area that you want to work in. You know, yeah. it's just as easy to sell. Well, it's just it's kind of just as easy to sell, you know, a five hundred thousand dollar condo as it is to sell a five million dollar house. So if you want to work in Beverly Hills and and you want to have um, that be your market, then you need to come and work for somebody that you respect and admire in Beverly Hills. And that might mean you have to assist them for three years before you go out on your own. But it ain't that easy. No. And most agents that start in the business think because they have connections or were born and raised here and they know rich people that it's all just going to fall on their lap. Uh -huh. I wish I could have told myself that because that was me at, yeah. you know, 24. Yeah, yeah. You figured it's going to be easy. Oh, yeah. It's not you easy know, for anybody. I grew up here. Like, they'll just, ha you know. Hand you business. No. Be listing all up and down mm -mm. the corridors. and the, It just doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't. Um, I would say that is really good advice. I think working for a on a big team or a big agent, it's like almost mandatory. It's graduate school. You can go out on your own. Uh, I actually was on, uh, went out on my own. And looking back, I would have told myself, work on a team. It would have saved me. It would have accelerated me. Pros and cons, but I would always give that advice. Yeah, work I on a team. The, I did the first year by myself, and then I joined a team, and it was Russ Felice's team at uh, okay. it was DBL at the time, and he then kind Sotheby's. of dominates Sierra Towers. Yes, Sierra Towers. That's right. And so I worked under him, and I learned so much. Is he and still in the business? I haven't you heard know his what? name Not in a long really. time. No, he think he's kind of retired. Yeah, he sold enough in the Sierra's where he... Yeah, I think he was thing. developing for a Got little it. bit, and then I think last time I heard, last I heard it was like in San Fran. I didn't realize that you were on to And where were you before Douglas Elliman? I was trying to I remember. was at the agency. Okay. So you were at the for agency. For a year. And okay. then prior to that, I was at Partners Trust. Partners Trust is where you were yeah. for a while. Nick Siegel and all those mm -hmm. dudes. So you've been in the game. The boys girl. club. You've been in the game. So yeah, I would give that advice. People always say it's, you know, is it easy? Is it the same thing to sell the 10 million versus the 500,000? And I say what you said. It is the same, sort of, technically, but the people you're dealing with are so different. Yeah. And the therapeutic skills and the emotional intelligence skills and the level of humans you're dealing with, it becomes so much more complicated from a human level. Mm. So that's very different. Not that you can't have those same complications with a $300,000 uh, condo, but odds are as you get higher in price it's just, points. They're just more sophisticated in the market. More sophisticated. You're dealing with more advisors. You're dealing mm -hmm. with someone who's got more business God, experience. if I have to hear the word, I want you to get on the phone with my advisor one oh, more time. I just, you know what I mean? Like the between the attorneys and the business, business managers, managers and, and like there's 95 people copied on the email. Right. And you know, a lawyer hasn't done, you know, done their job if they haven't at least had your client cancel one contract. Of course. You know. Yeah, yeah, they have to throw a wrench get, somewhere. Get the out, get the out, their hourly, you know, in meet For their sure. deadlines. And there's nothing we can do, you know. It's like you have an advisor, we have to go with what they say and yeah. I know what's going on here. They're going to have to throw wrenches and daggers into this deal because that's what they do. Yeah. And okay, I'll give you my advice, but they're your advisors. That's just part, that is part of what you deal with at the high end. I will yeah. say the business has dramatically changed over the last 10 years and it has become more complicated. There are more lawsuits, arbitrations, mediations, sure. you know, even the contracts at this point, you know, I look at my broker network in New York and these guys are showing houses and putting deals together mm -hmm. and then the attorneys take over. We right. have to be experts different. in 
escrow, title, lending, insurance, real estate law, yeah. insurance. So it's just, you know, you can only wear so many hats. We um, wear a lot of hats in mm -hmm. California. That's a big point. In New York, they're dealing with even higher price points or similar, but they hand it off. Once the deal points or the big deal points are done, lawyers are involved. Goes to the attorneys. On to the next one. So I don't want to keep you too long because I know you got places to be and people to see, but tell us what is coming next from Tracy Tudor, the show, the live, like what can we see? What's coming up this season? What's what's coming up with you? I will tell you, you're the first to hear it. Ooh, we break I, it here I on am, the deal. I am finishing up a book. That's right. Tell us about that. I did hear about that. Um, I can't, 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 can't say NDA? too much, but it's been... You're not leaving until we get the synopsis. It's been the, a fast and furious process. It's obviously the first time I've ever done anything like this, and I'm working with a ghostwriter who I really, really like, and we spend an enormous amount of time together sort of crafting this, but it's a book about business. And it's a, book, a business book, okay. It's definitely a book for young female entrepreneurs. And, oh, that's um, awesome. Yeah, I'm sort excited. Of, from the perspective, your lens, yes. a female's business perspective. Absolutely. advice. So a good advice book. Yes. And when will that be out, you think? That will we'll look uh, out for will it. launch. You can pre-order it now on Amazon. Okay, but, great. But uh, we'll launch next year during the show. And what is show. it called? I can't tell you. Oh, you can't say yet, but you can pre-order on Amazon. So well, yeah, can, I guess you could search it. So you can find I'm not it. not supposed to talk about it yet. Okay, don't talk about but it. you're my friend. Delete it. Edit, edit it. And what's coming up on the show list? Anything fun we need oh to God, look out for? Or you're not going... allowed to talk about that either? Well, I can't give you specifics, but I will say, you know, of the this is the third season that I've shot, obviously, and I appeared in the one before that. This is by far the most exciting season we've done to date. There are Woo! really big things that are happening on the show. Lots of drama. Uh, I think I get, uh, you know, go to toe-to-toe -to -toe with the boys a little bit more, whereas yeah. I sort of stayed out of the drama the last couple of seasons. Like, now you're like, you know, all right. Gloves I'm off. in. Let's Gloves go. are off. Look good. Give him, give him, let him have it. I, trust me. Check. I do. Put him in check. You know, it's like knowing all the players outside of the show. They're all good guys. I mean, you know, Josh Flagg and, you know, David and James all. and the Dolphins. They're good dudes. They're yeah, all good dudes. I was in, I was in uh, New York with Flaggy last week doing BravoCon. He's a nice guy. I mean, he, and a very knowledgeable guy. Knows his shit. Knows, oh, he definitely knows his, knows his shit. Breaks out the history of the, the Beverly Hills. And, and same thing. These guys are all working hard and good dudes. And I know personalities on the show come off in different ways. And that's part of the entertainment. But you know what? That's part of the entertainment. 100%. But they're all good guys. They're all great guys. Well, I am so glad that you stopped off. Thank you. And joined us here today on Thanks the deal. For me and over I know at you got to get going over at Compass. We don't don't get don't tell your peeps over there. We don't want Lord. We're getting all hot and heavy. But oh, Lord, this is no. not a recruiting meeting. Uh -oh. This is Tracy hanging with her homeboy D Brown on we're the just deal. Move her over to the other office. Yeah, there you go. It'll just be me, you, and Sally will be hanging out here. But thank you. It's thank always you. great to see good you. To see and you I can't wait to talk more and offline and. Let's yeah. try to put that deal together. Let's let's do that because I got to put that thing back in escrow. I know. I know. Mm -hmm. We got bills to pay, kid. I know we do. <laughs> kids. Big we got ones. kids. It ain't cheap looking like this. No, <laughs> it's not. I know. <laughs> it's not cheap. Thanks for joining us on the deal. Thank you, Tracy. And we'll uh, talk to you all soon. Bye. Yeah. Life 
Thank you for listening to The Deal. I'm Danny Brown. I just want to thank Tracy Tudor for coming down and hanging and chopping it up with us. And it's always so fun hanging with her. She's just such a smart, savvy boss babe what else can you say about her but we thank uh thank her for coming and hanging and uh telling us a little about million dollar listing and life before million dollar listing and life after so anyways you can find tracy at tracy tutor on instagram or go to million dollar listing on bravo you'll see plenty of her there but again thanks a lot for joining hope you guys enjoyed that episode it is life.